Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, hello, it's a warm welcome from us to this, another episode of the Hairy Bikers Agony Uncles. I'm Uncle Dave. And unsurprisingly, I'm Uncle Sai. So, and we're here with me, old mate, to help us solve those problems uh, that are making your lives a bit tougher than you'd like. Oh, aye. We love easy, don't we, Kingy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it, yeah. I'm built for comfort, not for speed, mate. Oh, it is. Nice and easy, make it sleazy. Anyway, no, no, don't mean that at all. That was a wrong rhyme, wasn't it? But anyway, we love getting your emails. And so if you'd like to write in, it's really easy. It's a, a very easy is the word of the day, isn't it? Just send your problems to agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. So on the Agony Uncles team today, uh, the tonsil, tonsils of trouble. <laughs> the tonsils of troubles. <laughs> Mister, it's Jeevesy, as it always ever is. It's always the thin white duke. Hello, Uncle Si and Uncle Dave. It's lovely to see you. And yes. uh, we've got a, a, a nice message from Georgia here. The, you, it's often interesting to see what people are doing while they're listening to the Agony Uncles. And Georgia just said, I just want to say thank you for the brilliant and hilarious podcast. I discovered it recently and happily have a few episodes to catch up on. This worked out well because I was running an ultra marathon in the rain. So really needed some company to get round the 52 kilometers, which you provided excellently. So Ooh, you were heck. a 52k running companion, the pair of you. How wonderful. Well, that's wow. that. She needs to go for therapy. <laughs> what? 52 kilometres? Is she mad? I thought we were people sitting what? in a car park eating donuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what normally our fan base does. <laughs> no, 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 don't say that. Don't, don't, don't diss our followers. No, no. They're all you running marathons. You can't run and laugh either. You can't run and laugh. Most people say to me, you literally have to stop. So she must have done far more. Because you have to run, stop, laugh, cross your legs. Well, I do, anyway. <laughs> no, apparently. My, my, my friend Chris Thompson, the marathon runner, who was in the Olympics, incidentally, I asked him about that. When you, when you want to wee, they just do it. Yeah. Oh. They do. They yeah, just do it, yeah. Absolutely. I used to work with a load of um, Olympians, actually. And uh, there's a big conversation about practicing. And they say you sweat so much, you didn't, wouldn't see the wet patch anyway. You have to yeah. absolutely run and go at the same time. Yeah. That's that's it, you, Kingy. Well, you well, I, I, I don't run, I do it anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> is, so is it incontinence or is it I'm an athlete? Uh, hmm. uh, Question of the day. <laughs> yeah. I could get Taylor uh, to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> oh God! Anyway, you've, you've heard her already, and with more diamond crusted twenty four carat gold advice, it's the voice of reason. Well, assume you bank at Coots. That is, that is Posh Tash. Hello, oh. Posh. Good morning, I'm here. I'm looking forward to today's episode. I must say oh, looking really fabulous good. and sprightly. Yeah, yeah, I feel it today, actually. I'm a bit sprightly. Quite like it. it's half term. The kids are out somewhere else. I've got the place to myself. I quite like it. I've just got you two. Oh, you three. Sorry, Mark. No, please don't just. I'm. I'm just superfluous. Clearly, <laughs> absolutely not. You look. You look. You look slightly hyperactive. Oh, posh. do I? You know, yeah, slightly hyperactive and neurotic. Well, oh, maybe just, I just had. Um, 
the caffeinated coffees that have been. Ah, well, there you go. Oh, oh, trials of life. Oh. Well, we're all getting excited about the Jubilee, aren't we? Yes, I'm very yes. excited. Yes, we're going this Sunday. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know what we're doing. Mate. Waving from oh, a yeah. bus. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Very good. <laughs> Yes, put your middle finger away, Kingy. Anyway. <laughs> you know me so well. I don't. You got to think, you, you, you're doing it for me because I'm suffering at the moment. I know. It's fine. I bloody eye. I bloody am doing just, it for you. Aye. All right, aye. Uncle Dave, waggle your jingle finger and let's get this started, dude. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best In this week's podcast of Problematic <laughs> Persuasion <laughs> Uncle Sai, the, the jingle finger gets better every week Uncle Sai, Uncle Dave and Posh Taz, You'll be listening and guiding our dear listeners over these problems of the day We have that sinking feeling We have my best friend's boyfriend we have the return of the nudie pics and the accidental engagement. But we're going to start with that sinking feeling. And it goes something like this. Dear Uncle Sai and Uncle Dave, this comes from Elaine. I hope you can help with something that's a bit of a problem for me. It's a cake problem. It's a standing family joke that I always buy birthday cakes for my family because my baking attempts have always been a disaster. But as it's my other half's 50th next month, I wanted to crack this, surprise everyone, and make something perfect. He loves a coffee cake, so I want to do yours from your Mum Still Knows Best book. Yeah. And as I'm, as I'm determined to get it right, I've practised twice now. But each time, the middle of the cake is sunken. Your recipe says to use a food processor, but I don't have one of those, so I'm mixing by hand and something is going wrong. My partner works in a car body shop, so I suppose I could just fill in the sunken bit with buttercream like when he fills in a car panel, but I'd rather just get it right in the first place. Any advice, please? From Elaine. Over to you. It'll be our coffee and walnut cake, isn't it, Kingy? It's a belter. It is. It's a and quarter. it works. Yeah. It does. The recipe does work. It's triple tested. Maybe the oven's not getting hot enough. It's your oven temperature. When you honestly, that's that's the biggest thing when your cakes sag in the middle, because what you want is a constant. Put it on fan because then the 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 temper the ambient temperature around the cake is even. Um, and lots of people make that mistake. So yeah, that your dip is because it's not doing that, or if it does do that, it does it too quickly and then does that again. So that's what it is. Just really specific oven temperature. Can it also be because you open the door to check the cake and shut it again? Yes. Mm, it yeah, can be, but... it can be, yeah. That's what there's a glass panel in the front for. <laughs> if you have a glass panelled oven, that, of course. Yeah, Many people course. don't in today's austerity. But no, it's a good recipe, that one. Yeah, but we were cooking with the Women's Institute once and we had a competitive Victoria sponge you know, kind of competition. And they were weighing their eggs, all the ladies. So we thought we went off piece. We just did what we thought was good. And honestly, it was like a carpet tile, wasn't it? It was a similar oh, problem. <laughs> no, no. It shouldn't make a difference to the food processor or not. I mean, my mum no. used to hand bash cakes because she was blue in the face and it was fine. It's not temperature, really. Also, you're not using, I think it would call for self-raising flour, if my memory serves me correctly. Mm -hmm. If you're using plain, then it will not rise. There's a baking powder. Self-raising flour is basically plain flour that's got some baking powder already in it. If not, you need to check your flour. And also check your flour's not stale. Because as mm. I found out during lockdown, baking bread, I thought I had loads and loads of flour in because I'd had it for ages, years. 
We don't work stale flour. No. Nor does fre- stale yeast either. I tried that as well. Off no, yeast that- doesn't work either. No. And uh, fresh eggs. We use fresh eggs. Yeah. You know, it's important. All of that's important. I think you're right. I think it's got to be the oven because I, do, I quite like cooking cakes. I'm, I'm, a st- I'm the other way around. I always cook my family birthday cakes no matter how bad they taste, no matter how bad they look. They've got to eat them. I made it for them. But I have to say, I had a lot of problems with my sunken cakes, but I worked out it was my fan oven that was dying slowly. And that was the problem. And I think it wasn't circulating. So I sure. ended up getting a new oven. But they always sunk. And I was blaming myself for opening the door and shutting the door. I blamed it because it was a stupid shape. I blamed the tin. I blamed my husband. I blamed the kids. But actually, it was the oven. I have to confess, uh, my, my stepson's uh, fiance. it was her birthday, and he came round. And, you know, the expectation is that one, i.e. me, old Baldy here, would bake a cake. <laughs> anyway... Baldy thought, oh, bollocks. So there I was. I got a call in the frigging caterpillar from Marxist. <laughs> kind of she, lo- she loved it. Yeah. She loved it. And I wonder why I bothered over these years. But Matt, having said that, we are doing a baking book for Christmas, which is going to be the definitive baking book of all mankind <laughs> for everyday use. So I won't need Colin the Caterpillar anymore when our new book comes out, will I, Kingy? No, you won't, Dave. Well recovered. Very well. <laughs> I'm going to go back to Colin, though, to come back to the book. That cake is literally the winning cake, that Colin Caterpillar, of any age group. Any demographic, you know, the kids love it. Teenagers swear by it. You roll it out for mum's birthday. Brilliant M&S. They stick a, a pink face on it. They've got a royal face on it for the Jubilee. That cake is, is going to go down in history. It's amazing. Is the Queen's face on it then? Well, no, they've done it red, white and blue. Oh, thank Is it a corgi or something now? It was a corgi. <laughs> Colin, the, Colin the corgi cake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Aye, well, I think that's. I think I think we've done that, uh, Jeevesy. I, I think, think you it's, have. It's, it's and also a, follow the time. recipe immaculately. You, you must have to weigh everything, really. Immaculately. You know, that, that's it. Baking food makes everything better. Our next problem is called my best friend's boyfriend, and I require a lady's name for this. And posh tash, I think you can supply the lady's name for this. Um. Victoria. Victoria says, Hi, Uncle Si and Uncle Dave. I've recently met up with a bloke I haven't seen in absolutely years. We met up, had a great day, a few drinks, and lots of catching up and laughs. As we were reminiscing, he told me that he'd always thought I was lovely, but had never said anything about it. He then said he still thought I was lovely, and he kissed me. And I On the lips? Well, she doesn't say, but let's oh. say, let's assume yeah. so, because that would be nicer. Okay. She said, I, I never thought about him in that way, and I totally understood why he'd never said anything to me years ago. And this is because when I knew him years ago, he was my best friend's boyfriend. They were together ah. for years and even lived together for a while until she cheated on him and they split up about 18 months ago. I still speak to her, but we're not as close as we used to be. However, it's the type of friendship where we've known each other for so long that we know each other's families and share some friends. I think if anything happens between me and him, it's going to get really messy, but I'm now very much thinking of him that way, and I'm not sure where to go from here. Do I do what I think is the right thing and tell him, thanks, but no thanks, and not rock the boat? Or do I think, ah, let's have a go and see what happens, but potentially lose a friend and upset lots of people? Some help would be massively appreciated says victoria over to you well i think if you like him just go for it yeah i think so too i think she binned him many moons ago now he's obviously fancied you you've been mates so you've gone through that thing you like each other 
And now you're having that tingle thinking, oh, matron. Well, no, go for it. And your friend's got to cope with it. Remember, she binned him. Life's too short, isn't it? Just crack on. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's love, isn't it? That's nice. You're falling in love. Nothing wrong with that. I, I don't There's think going on is that there's no one's yeah. doing any dirties here time goes on life's too short you can run over by a bus tomorrow go for yeah, it exactly and and yeah and who are they going to upset i mean uh, the, the, the ex-girlfriend isn't it well yeah and and maybe some some mates as well but it doesn't matter does it get over it yeah yeah, yeah. just you know no she should she should go in and and, and kiss him back yeah in my view I feel it in my fingers, I feel it in my toes. Love is all around us. We have got Everywhere a I go. Feel it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's nice. Love, yeah, it is nice. And presumably you're both single. So, you know, go for it. There's going to be a discussion, isn't there, about, well, did you always fancy her years ago when you were with did you fancy him? And the, the, the people will sort of go back in part, won't they? The girlfriend will feel a bit like maybe she wasn't the flavour of the month at the time. Maybe he was looking elsewhere, but actually that's the past. That's her issues. She, you know, yeah. I can't be worried about that now. You know what happened though? The girlfriend has suddenly decided that she's made a dreadful mistake. Yes. Pinning him all those years ago. You know, now, now he's got some currency in the in the, 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 the world of dating, you know, and now he's getting his spurs and he's doing rather well. Yeah, I nah, think you're so right. That could easily happen. Yeah, he's just got to be, he's just got to have the presence of mind not to go back. You know, you only look forward, not back. That's the thing. He won't go back. Not now he's got the new love, he's got the tingle. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah he's he kissed has. her and everything. Yeah. yeah. Hit that tingle. I maybe want to hit that jingle, Kingy. You can hit that tingle now, can't you? Actually, I'll do it again. I quite like the jingle. Hold on. <laughs> you just hit that tingle. <laughs> yes. Let's call it the... Tingle bells. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have they or have they not got the tingle bells? Yeah. <laughs> tingle all the way. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're very, I think the, the conclusion, we're very pro-relationship and love, aren't we? Very. Yeah. 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 I just very... think, who knows, you could have the best summer of your lives. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncles a line. Our next problem is called the return of the nudie pics. You might recall in a recent episode of the Harry Biker's Agony Uncles, there were some nudie pics had been sent. Well, they're sort of back, but we need a male name for this. So, Uncle Sai, would you be kind enough to give us a name? Gary. Gary writes, Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, I have a dilemma regarding some photos. Any advice, very welcome. My mum and dad will soon celebrate their diamond wedding anniversary and my sisters and I were looking around in their loft for some pictures of them through the years so we could make a photo montage for their party. Dad has always been a keen photographer, you see. He used to have his own darkroom so there are loads to go through. I found an old camera 
a Kodak one from the 1970s and I took it downstairs to show Dad. He got really excited when he realised there was still a film in it and he reckons 23 of the 24 exposures were taken but he'd never actually had it developed. He thinks it could be a sort of time capsule. I offered to see whether the film could still be developed and amazingly after all these years we got 15 good colour prints from it after sending it away to be processed. The problem is these 15 pics that my dad clearly took of my mum who would have been in her 30s were completely naked and she's being shall we say very provocative. Sadly I can no longer unsee these photos. My dilemma do I give them to mum and dad, knowing that it will probably be a challenging and embarrassing moment when they see them? Or do I just say, the film was ruined and we couldn't get any photos from it? He keeps asking me and I'm running out of excuses. And that comes from Gary. Over to you. I love this. This is great. Yeah. So, so if that happened in our house, what would happen, right? I'd just say it. I'd just be like, yeah, listen, yeah, we've got 15 out of the 24, but most of them are, Dad, you've taken a load of photographs with me, Mum, we need clothes on, like, so where where we're going here? Do you want them? Do you not want them? I can't unsee them, but it can stay between father and son, <laughs> you know, whatever you want. But what do you want to do? So I'd just be dead up front and kind of just say it. Yeah, yeah, I agree, King. You just, Mother, you look great. Because obviously it's when they're in the prime, do you know what I mean? It might be advancing in years and it's a celebration of wowza, you know? Just say, yeah. you know, you don't have to look at your mother in that way. That would be very, very wrong. But there again, a, a quiet word with your dad. Quite, oh, well done, dad, you know. Nice, <laughs> nice shots. <laughs> I think yeah, it's great. I wonder if dad knows they're on there. Maybe that's why he's so excited to get the film developed. He's like, that is the film I lost. They're yes. the ones. <laughs> he can't wait to get his hands on them. I mean, he'll be devastated to think they'd be ruined. Oh, I think it's lovely, lovely, lovely. I think it's brilliant. He definitely Maybe, maybe we all, when we're young, and, and if you're in a, you know, in a relationship, maybe we should all take pictures of each other in that provocative thing. So that when we're in our latter years, we can remember what joyous, joyous, joyous visages came in front of us, what you've done it. Too late. <laughs> I'm too old and past me prime. In fact, I don't oh, think I, I was too. ever in it, really. No, <laughs> well, I, I saw us in the Finland episode running naked into the pool. No. And that was it, the last time naked. Well, been with a nip on telly, there's no mystery, is there, with us two? No. But, um, but no, no, there, there's a, but there again, if I could see myself Adonis-like at, like, 30, you know, hey, oh, not it's so bad, amazing. son. It's amazing, I think, isn't it? Because you look back at every stage, well, I don't know, maybe every stage of your life, you thought, oh, no, I'm not quite right now. I'm a bit on my own fat. And then you get older and you look back and you realise how damn good you looked. And you realise, God, I wish I'd embraced it more. And I just think I love the fact they've taken the photos and now they find those again. I'd love to look back and reminisce and think, bloody hell, I looked damn good there, didn't I? (laughs) I mean, it depends how provocative his mum's being, like, to be fair. You know, I mean, because there's provocative and then there's pornographic. You know, yeah, well, they wouldn't be pornographic in those days because they wouldn't print them. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, no, they're probably, probably just, you know, pausing a little bit in a demure fashion. Oh, I think the, really, my dad had a dark room actually, and uh, up, up, up in the loft of our house, and he used to go up and he used to hang all his photos up. And I, he got to do some amazing photos of my mum, but I never quite caught her like that. <laughs> no, no, my, my dad did the same. We had a dark room. She took pictures of my mum. We used to get glammed up that with the pearls on, and, you know, it's all very sort of proper I think he thought it was the front cover of Vogue you know, it, 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 it didn't even make the Baron News and Mail but you know oh, it's funny what you say that about look, looking back because actually yesterday quite by accident um, our Bangkok episode 
of Asian Adventure was on. And I, thought, I started looking out and, it, and I always remember it was before I did Strictly, so it was 2013, you know, it's nearly 10 years ago. And I remember thinking then we both done the dieters and we both were like, oh, we'll do fat with this, that, the other. We both looked bloody great, Kingy. Did we? You know, that, yeah. It was, it's just crazy. You know, and I looked at, looked as we had so much energy. We're having such a good time in Bangkok, but we both actually look brilliant. But maybe we've been through like that, that thing with the dieters looking at ourselves intently. We both felt pretty down on ourselves, I think, apart from the fact we'd lost the weight. Mm. But by God, we look great. You know, your, your beard was blonde, mine was black. You know, we both looked, yeah, we were, we were just normal. And <laughs> no, yeah, but fully. You realised it at the time. You just didn't get it. You didn't yeah, see it. Yeah, it's even worse if you're on the telly because then you go about the stuff from 2007, 2008, when we were substantially tubby. We were fit but super fat. But it's it's again there, there was something about the we were all right, you know. And I wish I wish somebody at the time had told us we were all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one yeah. does it at the right times. No one. You have to work it out yourself so many years later, and it's such a shame. That's the mental yeah. health issue, isn't it? You've got to get your head around realizing, getting hold of people and going, honestly, believe me, you look fabulous look right now, yeah. honestly. You know, believe yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Nobody ever tells you that, though, do they? It's like nobody ever tells you other than medical professionals. Well, I mean, apart from me and Dave, because we're good mates, but that you're too fat. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody go, you're there, they go, oh. You're looking very well. <laughs> Are you? You're looking fat. <laughs> but nobody says, says the words, do they? No, yeah. Nothing. She always looks at me. She goes, oh, darling, you look gorgeous. Oh, you've lost weight. Oh, look at you. You look fabulous. And when she walks in, sometimes she goes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> then you know. <laughs> the, the best the best one it was when I used to work up uh, at Granada Television. And there was this fabulous uh, makeup artist but she was so nice and she had to say something nice to everybody whenever they came in <laughs> and there was there was one makeup artist who was she was just normal you know but not nothing you know she's just normal anyway she came in one morning this makeup artist she looked like oh I love your hair today oh I love this and she looked at this lady oh your teeth look nice today and I remember she turned I said that's the worst bloody thing anybody's ever said to me your teeth look nice that means the rest of me looks Cracker. But anyway, you know, back back to Asia. The thing is, we both look brilliant, Kingy. Under any circumstances, you know, I looked at myself, I was perfectly happy, you know, looking back at myself ten years ago, looked at you, fit as a butcher's dog, like a Viking about to go on a rampage. Do you know what I mean? And yet that time we were insecure as out. You it's know, funny, it's isn't it? Daft, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's it's just odd. I've never looked good in a string vest though, to be fair. <laughs> No, that was Hong Kong. We did, Kingy. That's did the rub of it. We did. We looked kind of boiling in sweat over the Dai Pai Dong and a hot walk in our, in our vests. We were proper rock and roll. It was great. I was dead proud of us. And I think I wish somebody had told us, you know. Um, Hilarious. Any, any road up. photos of ourselves now, start bollock naked, and we wouldn't believe that we're going to look that good. But would we, as we get older and older, and then look back again and go, damn, I didn't realise I looked that good. But right now, I, I'd kill you if you tried to take a naked photo of me. Well, naturally, I would kill you lot. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I just wouldn't let, you just wouldn't do it. And I just think, oh, but maybe in 20 years' time, I'll go, God, I look gorgeous. Yeah, I think Gary should embrace his mother and father's life. Oh, let's go around yeah. the table and see what we should do then. So, Uncle Dave, you think, show Dad the pics. Show Dad the pics, uh, there you are, Dad. Mum looks great. Uncle Si? Yeah, similar approach, definitely. And Postash? 
Absolutely. Celebrate them. I think it's brilliant. Well, if you're down, hey, if you're down, now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just send an email, Just send an email to, the agony to the agony uncle. It's time to go to Confidential Corner. And today's Confidential Corner is called I Accidentally Got Engaged. We need a male and a female name. Male name from Uncle Dave, please, and a female name from Uncle Si. Let's have Brian. Brian? Uh... Gloria. Brian and Gloria. Well, this comes from Gloria, who says, Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, I took my boyfriend to a restaurant to dump him, but ended up getting engaged to him instead. <laughs> what? He's nice enough, but his passion for World of Warcraft and collecting football programs means he is absolutely not the one for me. So I decided to do the deed. I booked a table at the Beef Eater down the road and steeled myself to end it all. <laughs> Looking back now, <laughs> looking back now, I remember he took a lot of interest in where we were eating and what time the table was booked, but I didn't think anything of it. On the night we went there, I was determined to have us broken up by the end of the main course, but instead, just after we arrived, his parents appeared. Then my parents, then all my brothers and sisters, and his too. I was so startled at all these family members coming in that I didn't notice him going down on one knee with a ring and before I knew it, I said yes and everyone started cheering. Now my mum and his mum are all excited and keep going on about the wedding and starting to plan things and all I want to do is shout STOP! But I'm going to be letting so many people down. What on earth can I do? Says Gloria. You've, you've, you've got to stop it. You've yeah. got to tell them. You've got to. It's your life. And yeah. if... You know, if this some dudes collecting Warcraft and playing scenarios and and, and football, pro- no, there's no wrong with that. I've got a train no. set. No, I know, dude, but you know that's different, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah, that's railway modelling. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yes. you know. Yeah, I'm not an, it's an art form. Yes. <laughs> no, you got to fess up before it gets any further. Yeah. You know, because marriage is easy to get into, but as as, as we gentlemen found out, it's a bit of a bugger to get out of when it goes wrong. <laughs> you know, over a protracted period of time, really, and heartbreaking to say the least. But um, no, no, that are peer pressure. I do feel sorry for you. Oh, that's It's like is when awful. people do this, do these proposals in public. Public, you know, like you know, he, he, pantomimes and that they'll they'll have him on stage with a ring in front of three thousand people. What do you go? Yeah. No, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> no, you don't. You go. Yeah, lovely. You, you're knackered, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my thirteen-year-old daughter actually said the other day, not that she's thinking about getting married, um, but she's much. She's quite shy. She's literally. I absolutely would say no, even if I loved him, if he did it in public. Absolutely, hundred percent. If yeah. you cannot do it in public. Whereas I'm the kind of person who goes, yes, do it in public. <laughs> Show the world. But if that's fine, if it's the right man. But if it's the wrong man, you are buggered. Absolutely. Well, if, you took, if, if you've been out to bin him, do you know what I mean? It's, there's, there's a bit of a difference of intent on the evening, isn't there? He's there proposing the rest of his life. She's proposing to, well, separate ways. He's, um, she's proposing to eat the Yorkshire pudding and leg it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm God love it. how wrong they are for each other, that she thought the beef eater was appropriate for binning, and he thought the beef eater was appropriate for proposing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there we go. <laughs> well, it's a restaurant for all seasons, I must admit. Once you visit that bottomless saddle, saddle, saddle bar, salad bar, I don't know if it's still got that salad bar. 
Oh, no, I used to quite like a beef eater. Oh, well done, Philip, with a bottle of Matcha's Rosie, followed by a Black Forest Gato. Thank you. Oh, the prawn cocktail and the visit to the bottomless salad bar. Oh, how I used to construct an empire on that plate. It's My like a grandfather used to take me to the beef eater all the time as a treat when I was young. He'd take me swimming every weekend and he'd take me to the beef eater. And then we'd go in and he'd literally go, steak, please, and hold the rabbit food. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I loved it there. Yeah, well, it's, it's restaurants. Where would you take somebody to marry and somebody to bin? Well, I don't know. Where, where would you take oh. them to chuck them? Spud you like? No, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I wouldn't buy them anything to bin them. Wait, that's them. why she's going to Beefy there. You know, it's accessible to all. It's kind of cheap. She's not spending a fortune and she's going to dump them after the Yorkies anyway. So, happy days. I get a sighty. But I'm with you, Tash. Why would he think that it was a proper place to propose? Well, it's a family place. He had the family and everybody. Oh. And it might have been, you know, at the Beefy is a family restaurant. So that's why he took them there. Because he had all the family coming. That's why. You know, it's it's a restaurant to please everybody. You know, you, you can't, you know, everybody wouldn't, may not have wanted to go to Michel Rue Jr.'s or La Gavroche. You know, especially not your mother-in-law's, you know. No, but you could have gone to a nice pub. I mean, it's a beefy. Oh, nice. It's a bit of a private moment, though. Do you think he did safety in numbers? Do you think yeah, he did? Of course he yeah, did. yeah, of course yeah. he did. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's gone for it, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He just started to have she a quiet... She has to say something now. She has to say, no, stop, stop. She's yeah, it's... Yeah. But no restaurants. He just had to go around there, hold his hand, give him his ring back, saying, it's not working, I'm really sorry, and I wish you the best in your life ever. Yeah, but get out of mine. No, not quite that brutal. No, 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 no. You can take your orcs. <laughs> and your wizards. And get, you. get the hell out on your magic carpet, bro. You know what I'm saying? No, I quite like yeah. a man that's got interests. It's fine. It's fine to have a hobby. You know, and some football programmes are worth a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Marry him for the money. Right. <laughs> have you, he might have a 1966 England World Cup final. That quid's in then. Ah, oh, yeah, they could retire. Aye. You know what I mean? Yeah, see, so who's daft now? He might, you know, he might have blown it. Might have been the beef eater, but it might have been a programme millionaire. If, if your, your life's, life's in a mess, mess then the email, email address is theagonyuncles at thehairybikes.co.uk. Yeah. Uncle Si. Yes, Dave. I would like oh. to think the world is a happier place for us. Would you? That the problem solving we've done in this episode has not caused chaos. <laughs> Do any, does anybody ever write in again to say that it has caused chaos? Thanks very much, lads, you bunch of flaming lunatics. I've just gone, it's gone from bad to worse. No, it'll be fine. Too much, uh, yes. Me too, Uncle Dave, yes, that's true. But uh, we're always, there's always room for more though, isn't there? And if you've got a problem, and if nobody can help, then you can get in touch with us by, uh, via email. Of course, I know you want to, so you might as well. Don't forget the email address. It's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. Agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. E God, Kingy, if nobody else could help, has this been worth the last chance salute? <laughs> it's going to be. What we're doing, dude. Well, do tell your friends about this podcast. It's one of the ways you can help us spread the words of love that we speak. Yes, indeed. And it is all about love at the end of the day. Intolerance and being nice to each other. Did you say intolerance? No, tolerance, dude. All right, tolerance. mate. I'm glad, glad we cleared that up. <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, God. So, right, well, that's it for this episode. Thanks so very much. So, uh, so from Posh Tash. 
Bye-bye. The Thin White Duke. Goodbye. And me, me best mother, yeah? Hi, goodbye, everybody. Have a lovely week. Bye-bye. Be safe. Lots of love. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.